Um, just talking about in general, as far as far as first responders, I think when you hear these testimonies, you realize um, two very important things in their life. And uh, I think you can see this in Luke chapter 10. Um, Jesus gives a parable. Uh, there's a lawyer that stood up to ask Jesus kind of tongue in cheek and said, uh, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That's what, that was the question he posed to Jesus. And so Jesus uh, put it back on him. He says, well, you tell me. Well, if, you're, uh, if you are who you say you are and you know you know the law, then what is your reading of it? What do you say? So verse 27, this man answered, Jesus says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And so Jesus looked at him and says, You've answered rightly. Do this and you will live. And through this first commission, you see here when he tells this man this, through the first commission that Jesus said was great and you answered rightly, was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. And, you know, whether you're a first responder or whether you're a, a tile person or whether you sell insurance or whatever career or whatever path you have in life, this is the most important part of it. And, and whether you're police or fire rescue or medics or whatever else, this is the most important part. This is the part that will carry you through anything. It is to have a relationship with God. And now we know as Christians, and we know what the Bible teaches us as, as a Christian, we know that it comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, when we come to the point in our life to where we realize that we cannot satisfy a holy God, but Jesus Christ stands in that gap. And he takes the hand of a holy God and he takes the hand of a sinful person. He brings them together in unity through the cross of Jesus Christ. The Bible says we become born again. That's how you become saved. That's how you become a Christian. And I encourage you as they see it every single day in their workplace as far as tragedy and things strike and things happen and your life changes in a moment. I mean, just think about this very day. There were people who woke up that went to a job that never came home. There were people who woke up to go uh, to a fire or to some sort of emergency that they never knew that would be the last day as the towers would collapse. There were those who got on a plane that thought they were going to a vacation or a wedding or some sort of celebration, and yet they ended up uh, in a field in Pennsylvania. I mean, you never know what your day is going to bring. You never know. And that's why, first and foremost, before you get to anything about what you do, it's who you are. And you must love Jesus Christ. You've got to be right with God first. And so Jesus tells us, man, be right with God first. And then after that, it comes the second commission to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, this guy, being kind of tongue-in-cheek, he looked at Jesus and wanted to justify himself. The Bible says, he said, and who is my neighbor? So in other words, he was saying, well, how far does this call go? Does it go to my friend? Does it just go to the person across the street? Like, who is my neighbor? What, what nationality is my neighbor? What does my neighbor look like, Jesus? Well, Jesus answers them with a parable. A parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. That's what it is. And so Jesus is going to share this earthly story that has a heavenly meaning, and we can, we can draw some principles from it that can change our life. And the second commission comes as loving your neighbor is this. Verse 30, Jesus said, As a certain man went, out, went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. So the story begins by this man that was on a journey, he went out and he was, he was robbed, he was uh, stripped of his clothing, he was wounded, and he was left half dead. Which reminds us, you know, bad things happen, right? I mean, evil exists in this world and bad things happen. Bad things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people, bad things happen to all people. 
And I think if you were here this morning, we could all share times where we don't understand some things that happen. We don't know why things happen, but we cannot deny that evil does exist and evil does happen. Uh, it rears its ugly head. It's obvious some days like this when we remember September 11th, but each and every day that unfolds before us, there are evil that happens. And this man was a time where he was, uh, he was, he was a victim of this uh, robbery, this beating, this time where he was left on the side of the road in a time of need. And it also reminds us that there are times in life when you're going to be that person laying on the side of the road in a time of need, right? Um, all of us, as proud as we may be or as strong as we may think we are, there's going to come a point in time in your life where you realize you're completely helpless. That without someone coming to your rescue, without someone else stepping in to help you, that you have no chance of making it or surviving. And here was this man left there for dead. He was beaten, he was robbed, and he was left for dead. So Jesus uh, continues the story and he tells them in verse 31, Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So here comes this man who proclaimed that he knew God who was a servant of the Lord. It says he saw him up ahead. He got over on the other side and went right on by him. So man number two comes along, verse 32 says, Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed on by the other side. So the Levite came up, looked at the man, saw where he was, but then got over on the other side and just kept on going. And you know, this is sad, but this is the way that most people uh, leave people, right? I mean, this is the way that the world or our culture today is telling people to be. Live your life and don't extend yourself to anyone else. As long as you're happy, as long as you're taken care of, what should you care about other people for? And, and it's, the, it's the me mentality. It's the I mentality. And, and you see not only just here, but you see these uh, priests who was by name only. And you see this person who was a Levite who was a study of the law. He said hey, they just came and they looked and they went right on by. And I would dare to say the majority of the people in our country today, many of them, um, they, they really don't want to serve other people. And they have the same attitude. If it's not me or it's not my immediate family, who is my neighbor? That's not my neighbor. And they walk right on by. But Jesus says then in verse 38, he says, but a certain Samaritan, a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Wow, this is the first uh, marker of the first responder or those who are good first responders. They have, they have in their heart mercy for other people. They are broken when they see people in a time of need. And what a great challenge for us as Christians, right? I mean, when we see someone broken and we see someone in a time of need, need does our heart break for them? I mean, does our heart bend for them? I mean, when we hear of a neighbor who, who loses their spouse, does our heart break for them? I mean, when we have someone in our church that's going through a difficulty, a hard time, does, our, does we have a compassion in our heart? I mean, do we have a mercy in our soul? Well, this man, as he came, it says he was a Samaritan. He was journeying. He went there and his heart was moved. But then also it says that he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an end and, and took care of him. So not only just movement in his heart, but movement in his hands. Because what good is it if we say we have compassion, but we never do anything about it, Right. I mean, compassion is feeling in your heart. Action or actually mercy for others comes when it comes through our hands. Like when we actually live out what's in our heart. And for these first responders, they get to do that every single day. 
They get calls from people who have heart attacks, calls from people whose lives fall apart, calls from people who are victims of crimes, calls from people who have to go defend freedom. And they leave their families, they leave their homes, and their hearts are, 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 are moved with compassion because that's why they do it. But yet, they have to take action and they have to do what they feel in their heart is right. And for us as Christians, what a great challenge. And the question for you and for me, what are we doing as Christians? Are we, are we living out what we feel in our hearts? Are we living out how our heart has broken for our families and our homes? And even for us as Christians, like when, uh, when your neighbor's spouse passes away or their child has a hard time, do you, do you go over there and bring them a meal? Do you pray for them? Do you, even at church, when you see families who walk through things that are hard and difficult and tough, do you come alongside of them? Do you, do you minister to them? Do you, does your heart break for them? But also, do you live it out? Do you have action? And, and you know, for us as Christians, it's important for us to remember that not only should we break our hearts, but we should have action we should be one who, who comes to that point of need and leans into them and shares with them and does something about it. They took care of them. And I love what uh, Stephen said. He said, firefighters run in when everyone else runs out, right? That's the way we should be as Christians. When everyone else walks out on someone, we should be walking in. When everyone else gives up on someone, we should be uh, believing in them. When everyone else gives up or, or doesn't pray for them, we should pray for them. Our hearts should break for broken people. And you know why? Because sometimes you're going to be the broken person. And let me tell you, I've been on both sides of this. And I know as a, as a person, um, so many times we think we'll never be broken or there'll never be times in our life when we need help. But I could tell you, life has a way of putting you flat on your back. Life has a way of putting you at the bottom of a tree. Life has a way of putting you in an accident or a place and a point in your life to where your mind may be completely broken or your heart may be completely shattered. And when you're on that point, you want to have someone walk in. You want to have someone bring the mercy of God in your life. You want to have someone come and bring something to you. And so not only just brokenhearted, but actually acting it out and living it out. And then verse 35, not only that, on the next day, it says, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. This just shows you the second mile, right? This shows you the attitude we should have as Christians, not just to help them out of a jam, but to sacrifice for them. And you know, serving others costs you something, right? It always does. Sacrifice comes with the job and sacrifice comes with being a Christian, Many times you're going to have to change your schedule. You might have to spend a few dollars. You might have to watch a couple kids. You might have to uh, uh, share the pain or burden of someone for a while. It comes to when it comes to a point when we sacrifice what we have to help others in a time of need. That's what Christianity is all about. That's what first responding is all about. That's what those they, they get to do on every single day. But for us as Christians, we should be doing that every day as well. Those who are brokenhearted, those who are going through pain, those who have heartaches and trials. We should be the first ones there through actions and through our hearts, sacrificing to share Christ with them or the love of God. And so Jesus says about this Samaritan, he says in verse 36, so which one of these three do you think was the neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? So Jesus was going back at him. You had these three, one walked by, one came to him and then walked by, and one stopped and helped and went the extra mile. And he says, which one of these do you think was his neighbor? And the man said, he who showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. What a challenge. And I know uh, Brian stole this from my sermon earlier this morning, so he already used it in his testimony. But you can't be right with God and wrong with people. And let me tell you, you can't love God and not love people. You can't fake it. 
If you love God, you're going to love people. And as you love those people, they're going to see your love for God and it's going to draw them to God and it's going to draw them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in our hearts and our lives, with our families and our homes and our neighborhoods, for those that we go to school with, for those that are in our life that we're to serve, are we going likewise like Jesus commanded us to? Are we showing mercy on people? Are we sacrificing? Are we giving ourselves to help them? Are we uh, putting our lives on the line? Are we um, putting our schedules on hold? Are we using our resources to help others in a time of need? Because if we're not, we're not being a good neighbor. We're not loving our neighbor as God has loved us and as we love God. And so Jesus tells us, man, and I, I hope the same challenge goes for you as we've heard these testimonies. As we, as we have seen the videos, as we, as we know the stories of, hero, uh, of heroes through, through military, through first responders, and through all the rest of them, let it challenge us to be more like Christ. Let it challenge us to be more like God. And God gives, and God serves, and God sacrifices. And I thank God for the greatest sacrifice of all, Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, He didn't just give us a little grace, He gave us a lot of grace. He gave us a lot of mercy. And through Jesus Christ, He went the extra mile. Listen, I didn't earn one bit of my salvation, not one. All I did was the sinning and He did the saving, right? Isn't that great? I mean, that's what God does. And out of that example, who better to show the world love, compassion, and sacrifice than us as Christians. And as Jesus said this morning to us, to you, to me, to the first responders, go and do likewise. So mercy on those and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And this morning, I ask if we can pray just for a moment um, for those in the military and those who are uh, for nurses as well. And then I want to uh, bring up those who are first responders and honor them. But first, um, let's pray together.